Yes, Summoners, welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio, at least until Riot sends that cease and desist my way. I am your host, Ponder Sea Lion. We have a great episode lined up for you, as always. Do I ever disappoint? Come on. It's Ponder Sea Lion we're talking. I'm the Ponder Sea Lion. I walk into restaurants, they try and bill me, and I just show my ID, and they're like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, we're dealing with Ponder Sea Lion? Oh, I- I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'll be talking about the Riot Please blog and what that means as far as the relationship between us and Riot and also about what just transparency means in general and a little bit about my thoughts on what they're implementing and what they're not implementing. Hint, hint for things to come. Anyways, let's jump right into the episode. Riot Please by Banksy and Scuttlecrest. All right, I really wanted to talk about this article because I think it's very important to keep up on all the changes that League of Legends receives and get any communication you can from Riot because they have not been on their A-game as far as communication lately. Sorry to put you guys on blast, but that's just my opinion. I have read through it, and I will be going through it and giving some commentary. So, TLDR... Riot Please is a new experimental blog to talk about the priorities and values that influence what we're doing, what we are not doing, and why. That's a pretty good TLDR for something this long, and it definitely doesn't encapsulate all the content within, but we still hope you'll read it. Just do it! I don't know if it's supposed to be read like Shia LaBeouf, but, you know, memes. Is that how you say encapsulate? Encaps- I feel like I'm saying it really cringy, like encapsulate, encapsulate. And caps, encapsulate, I don't know. Just do it! Okay, but first, a forward. Through the years, we've been consistently surprised, sometimes overwhelmed, by the passion of the community around us. And this is one of those times. So here's where we're at. Rather than just running around putting out fires with our engineers, we've started working on things that set us up for cool, sustainable, hopefully fireproof projects in the future. But as we made this shift, we also became anxious that you wouldn't understand how much behind-the-scenes work we had and have to do to get there, so we slowed down our conversations. We convinced ourselves that we needed to get things right before we could have a conversation, or that you didn't want to hear about progress that you couldn't see or touch, only results. Now, I see where they're coming from with that. I do get the mentality of wanting to put out a perfect product and then talk about it, because that's how I feel, you know, with my show. It's... I'm not running a game with 67 million players, but, you know, for you guys, I do want to do the best job possible, and when I'm not consistent releasing episodes or if I have other stuff going on, I might feel like I'm making excuses. So I I definitely see where Riot is coming from with this, but at the same time, communication is very important, and you'll always have idiots who are saying stuff like, why aren't the servers back up, when they've got all these engineers working their asses off to try and get the servers back up, but... I do think it's their level of communication lately has been somewhat unacceptable. So it's good to see that they're going to try and move back in the direction that we saw more with like season one riot, season two riot, because I did play a bit back then and there has been a definite 
decrease in the level of player-to-riot communication, so I'd really like to see them step that back up. Upfront, this won't be a dev blog about results. In fact, for anyone hoping to get a pile of new content promises, that's not the plan. What we're experimenting with here is a quarterly blog update, Riot Please, on what we're prioritizing, what we're not prioritizing, and the why behind both. The first one might come off as a bit fluffy because we're trying to recalibrate how we talk. We'll be highlighting our current realities and priorities while also establishing our commitment to share updates more frequently, even if they might be disappointing, because you care and because we built League of Legends together. All right. It's adorable. (laughs) So between this and some newly ramped efforts on ongoing updates like behind-the-scenes stories, dev blogs, patch notes, live streams, Q&As... And rioters themselves on the boards and social media, the boards, those exist by the way, and social media. Our commitment is to keep you more informed. This should be the start of that. So, again, just going back to what I said, they're trying to communicate more. Yay, that's good. Let's kick things off with a landscape. For a game like League, we're not delivering on features at a fast enough rate. We agree, no excuses intended, and we've said this before, but we're deep, deep, like balls deep. Okay, they didn't say that, but balls deep in the weeds with all of our developers, engineers, designers, artists, etc. Cleaning up the tech debt we've picked up over the past six years. When we first started working on League, our optimistic target was to support 20,000 players, and in the years before launch, we built a scrappy platform to do just that. It goes without saying that now we need a very, very italicized, different architecture to support 67 plus million players, and the act of revamping that work without tipping everything over is what we're talking about when we say we're paying off our tech debt. So, yeah, servicing 20,000 people is a lot different than 67 million. So, I do think that I I can see where they're coming from with that being difficult and having to work hard and it going at a slower rate than the player base would like to see with updating these kinds of things. So, I'm, I'm pretty sympathetic on that one. Because stuff takes a long time. So that's never really been my beef is stuff with the the client and that sort of thing. But moving on. The way we see it, there are two pipelines of stuff we can get done. Our foundational stuff and, well, everything else. When it comes to our foundations, we're tackling an extensive, focused plan to pay off our tech debt with groups of teams working on our back-end service stack. It's weird to say. <laughs> our global deployment tools, our build pipeline, and our server network infrastructure. We have another group taking on automated testing systems and our internal developer toolkits. These things take time. Imagine rebuilding the foundations of a house while everyone's still living inside. But this this is necessary work to renovate for the future. Still, we're going to get better at highlighting what's behind the curtain, the joys of removing spaghetti code interdependencies, a.k.a. everything being coded as minions. I said that, not them. The times when we're buying so many servers it takes days just to break down the shipping boxes or the challenge that comes when a single block of code goes into the wild despite normal behavior internally and on the PBE gets hit by millions of players and behaves in a way that, well, let's just say nature never intended Azir. You guys remember Azir when he got released? It was terrible. Riot was the laughing stock of League of Legends. So yeah, that's just them talking about how stuff's old and needs to be replaced again league of legends was not meant for 67 million people it just kind of happened our other pipeline the everything else is the stuff we know as players whether it's the new summoners rift seasonal changes every year often to the jungle champion mastery friend finder earth mode the harrowing harrowing 
harrowing Sharima and Ascension, new maps, more champion updates, more often, more esports, new HUD improvements, upgrades to player reform and rewards, or the new Bilgewater Burning Tides event. The above are the areas we can develop new things in, and we haven't stopped trying to grow there. Here. Damn it. So, this is the stuff that I frankly care less about. As a competitive player, stuff like Earth, Friend Finder, Champion Mastery... It just, it doesn't appeal to me. I really am here for the core gameplay experience, which is, in my opinion, something that League of Legends has done pretty well. Like, the actual, when you're in the game, when you play in the game, you play in League of Legends, it's, it's usually, it feels pretty clean, pretty responsive. I, I feel like League of Legends is pretty good in that regard. It does need updates to stuff like the Spaghetti Code, Tristana launching people across the map, Macaulay and Poppy, that was pretty funny. But for me, this kind of stuff, and I'm in the minority, probably, as a super competitive player, but that stuff doesn't matter as much to me. So I would really like to see more work be done on the uh, more engineering side. Now, of course, it's two different teams that work on these things, and you know, you'll always see people if there's like a, a thread with Iron Stylus or someone who works in art and people will be, well, not as much anymore, but people would be badgering them about the servers, <laughs> even though they work in art. And while those people are morons, I agree, and art people are not going to work on the servers, it still frustrates me when people say stuff to defend Riot, like, well, what do you want other artists to just go work on the servers? Like, you know, that as a response to those people, because no, those individual people aren't going to, but Riot is a billion-dollar company. They can hire more people to do this stuff. I it, Just because the art people are doing other stuff doesn't mean that they can't hire on more staff to get to the stuff that is frankly more important. I'm sorry, but getting rid of Spaghetti Code is more important than getting the next Yorick skin. Shots fired. Suck it, Yorick. Never forget, no. So I, I don't care as much about the Bilgewater event, I barely even paid attention to it. I really didn't care. I don't care about getting the summoner icons. I don't care about that stuff. The only thing that mattered to me was the gangplank rework. And I I understand that I think there are two different ways. Well, not just two, but there are two different ways of looking at League of Legends. You can look at it as an entire experience where, you know, you want to immerse yourself in the lore and the art and all the other cool stuff that comes out of League, or if you want to play and you want to win. I fall into the latter category. Not everyone does. I get that. I will respect if you care more about Earth Mode than you do about you know, the stuff that I care about. But I think on a grand scale, you need to fix the spaghetti code first and foremost. We have passionate teams working hard on both sides of the fence. One just happens to be delivering high visibility content while the other has to tackle much, much larger challenges like building dedicated ISP networks for League players under the hood. We need to be proactive about communicating both. Going back to what I was saying, one is, you know, the bright, pretty colors. Ooh, look, bilge water. And the other one is the nitty-gritty fix the pile of crap that is League of Legends code. So what's this mean? Ultimately, the above state of the game feeds into our current prioritization for League of Legends. How we choose our work can be fairly straightforward. Pay off our tech debt. 
League is a constantly evolving experience that we're committed to improving and supporting. That means building out systems that can be worked on by hundreds of developers at a time, creating tech and processes so that we can efficiently roll out updates to thousands of servers in 12 different regions, and creating hardware and software architecture that can support millions of players at once. This isn't an easy task, nor will it be accomplished quickly, so in the meantime, dot 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 ellipsis, pick the right projects that we hope players love. Just because we have a lot of fundamentals to rebuild doesn't mean that we shouldn't shut down everything else. With things like the new HUD, new skins at a higher quality bar, new champions and champion updates, and an ever-growing esports scene to support, we're going to keep delivering and improving on delivering where we can unless it comes at the cost of our first priority. If animators could build better developer tools, we'd be first in line. So again, what I was saying, art team does not work in servers, but sidebar, the new HUD is amazing. People like amazing. Wait. (laughs) I swear that wasn't on purpose. Amazing sent out a tweet about getting brain damage from the new HUD, which I felt like was a bit over the top. Pun not intended, just call me freak senpai. But anyways. The new HUD is amazing. There are a couple things that I don't love, but overall, they did a good job with that. You guys are just a bunch of haters. They talk about picking the right projects that they hope that players will care about. I've already kind of outlined what my stance is. I don't watch a lot of LCS. I have some friends who are big fans of LCS, TSM, and all that. But, again, I'm just different in that I don't... I'm not going to say I'm different. You're never different in a game with 67 million people playing it. You're you're not a special snowflake. I guess you are. Whatever. But you're not going to be the only person with any opinion, no matter how dumb it is, in a player pool that big. So you can think that somewhere out there, someone else thinks AP Garen is the greatest thing ever. I promise you. Picking the right projects that players love. The thing is, players love a lot of different stuff. I don't really care about esports, but I do love spaghetti code getting fixed. So, my friend who plays casually but watches LCS like it's a, a sport, he watches it a lot. He probably cares more about seeing esports grow than he does about code. So, I, I like what Riot's trying to do, but at the same time, you can't fix everything at the same time. They've already talked about the huge growing pains they're going through. And,. It's just not a viable approach to fix everything. So I do think that at the end of the day, League of Legends is a game, and it should be a clean game. So even though I think that stuff like Bilgewater is cool, it should be second fiddle to fixing the code and the underlying engineering that goes into League of Legends. Here's what we're not working on. We always have to make tough decisions when it comes to picking features that players, including us, want and expect. Below are a couple of your big asks that we've put to the side and why. Do I sound unhappy at all? Probably. Because this response... You've probably heard it from several people before me. But I'm going to go through it again. Because this response is terrible. I'm just going to start with the bad one first, even though it's not in order. But whatever, who cares? I'm not making logical sense. You know who else isn't making logical sense? Riot Games! Sandbox mode! We've heard a number of player requests for a sandbox mode with two main reasons. The first is trying out new content, which is something we value too. 
We want players to know what they're getting and be happy with the things they're unlocking. We may investigate other ways to do this. The second is that players want to practice very specific skills without the constraints of a regular game. Sandbox is not the way to go. We want to make sure we're clear. Playing games of League of Legends should be the unequivocal best way for a player to improve. Really? Really? While there are very real skills, one can develop in a hyperbolic lion tamer, hypey bully time cramber, hypey bully rhyme slamber. Shout out to anyone who gets that. We never want that to be an expectation added onto an already high barrier to entry. On an individual level, we know this isn't always true. Some just want a space to practice flashing over walls without having to wait at least 3.6 minutes in between. But when that benefit is weighed against the risk of a sandbox mode grinding, becoming an expectation, we just can't accept the trade-off. We never want to see a day when a player wants to get wants to improve at League of Legends and their first obligation is to hop into a sandbox. We do want to support your ability to grow in mastery, and there may be other avenues to do so, but not this. First of all, if you want to improve at League of Legends, you know where you should go, right? Improveyourleague.com. That's all I'm saying. Pretty great website. <laughs> Plugging sponsors aside, this answer is an absolute joke. I, I couldn't even believe I was reading this when I read it. I don't... It's, unex, it's inexcusable. Not unexcusable, because that's not a word. <clears throat> okay, let's take this one step at a time. First of all, there's a reason that every single fighting game in existence has a sandbox mode. There are specific skills that one needs to practice in a sandbox mode that it's better to practice in a sandbox than it is in an actual game. So, again, I'm going to use Smash Brothers Melee, my other favorite game, as an example. So, there's a technique called wave dashing, which is basically jumping and then dodging down and diagonally into the ground. It's pretty simple to pull off, but you need to get a very specific input incorrectly to get it right. And it's a very important skill to master. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I wanted to get better at that so I could, you know, enter tournaments or whatever, I would want to be able to practice that specific input against a computer that's not going to fight back and distract me while I'm trying to just work on this. I don't care about getting better at my other techniques. I just want my wave dashing to be better. So I go into training mode, and that's where I practice wave dashing because it's a specific skill that I want to improve right now i don't want to be trying to fight off a level nine at the same time as i'm trying to wave dash it doesn't it doesn't work like that you don't just practice shooting free throws whenever you get fouled in a game of basketball you just you practice free throws outside by yourself because you can do that by yourself you don't need to be against someone else to practice free throws <sighs> they even the second thing that really bothers me about this is that they say that League of Legends is a high barrier to entry game. Yes, it is. It's a very high barrier to entry, and it's a very toxic community that is very mad at you all the time if you're not very good. Now, I'm just, I'm trying to think of another mode that if someone thought you were not very good at League of Legends, they would go tell you to play this mode. I can't Nothing's really coming to mind. Like, you know, they would say, you're so trash at this game, why don't you just go back to playing blank? It, it's just, it's not, it's not coming into my head right now. Oh, right, it's bots. We already have a version of sandbox mode. It's called bot games. 
Yes, it's like playing League of Legends, but if you suck, people will tell you to go play bot games because they're easy and you don't have to have a brain to win in bots. Shoutouts to me from a couple of years ago when I lost against bots when I was first starting out. But whatever, whatever. Unless you've played like three games of League of Legends, there's no way you're going to lose to bots. That's why people use it as an insult when you're playing a normal game. They say, go play bots. You're trash. Go play against something your own size or your own skill. I, I'm at a loss. This is a joke. This answer is a joke. I know it's not an original opinion, but sometimes the greatest truths are universal. And this is one of them. That answer is unacceptable. I read something somewhere about Riot was maybe looking into a way to improve it or to put it in, but that is not acceptable for a game with this many players. You can't... I I understand if you don't want sandbox mode, but you can't say that playing League of Legends is the only and best way to get better at League of Legends. Sometimes you want to practice something specific. That's just how it is. That's not okay. You can't say that's your reason for not having sandbox mode. And the other one is replays for now. I'm also salty about this one, but not as much so as the sandbox one. Because I've got, you know, actual logic behind it. Well, this one was our bad. Not only did we promise replays at the launch of League of Legends because we thought it was needed to get esports off the ground. Maybe not. But by showing them on the PBE, we set the expectation that they'd be on their way soon, TM. We backed off replays because the technical demands, server loads, backward compatibility, network stability were so high that we knew it would be hard to do them right. These days we also know that with our above priorities, replays just can't be a consideration until we clean up a lot of those systems. In the meantime, we're huge fans of the alternatives that the passionate community of developers outside of Riot have created, and we're looking into ways to highlight and support those good folks. Now, I'm not a tech guy myself. I, I'm not, this is not my area of expertise, so I can't say as much on this one whether or not Riot's just talking out of their ass on their reasoning, but from what I've read from the rest of the blog, League of Legends is very out of date right now, and I can understand not wanting to release something that's going to be reworked along with the rest of the other stuff in a couple months. So I understand why they're delaying replays. I just think for a six-year-old game, it's kind of ridiculous that this isn't a feature yet good on Riot for actually acknowledging third parties for once. It's, that's growth. It's growth. We'll take it. But you know what they really should be highlighting is, you know, content creators like uh, YouTubers and podcasters and YouTubers and, and podcasters and musicians and podcasters and animators and podcasters. But now that that nastiness is out of the way, here's what we are focused on. While we continue to improve the global network, eradicate spaghetti code, can we like... Make that a, a t-shirt, like eradicate spaghetti code, and I don't know what the logo would be, but I think I'd buy that shirt. Anyways, build better tools for league developers and polish other parts of the league experience. And to figure out ways to tell you stories about those things, we've got a few teams and projects we'll tell you about now. Drumroll please, updating the client. Almost a year ago, we launched an updated patcher and client loading page. Very nice. With those, we wrote a short post. At the bottom of that post, it read, We have a vision for what the future could hold for the client, and we're looking forward to sharing our plans with you a bit further down the road. Then, a bit further down the road, the road came and went, and radio silence. Typical. 
We didn't forget about our promise, and we have been working on a large update for the existing client. We expect to begin player testing during the season 2016 launch. After this, once it's ready to launch, you can expect more reliability, more responsiveness, and less buggy experiences. That's our big focus, and we're making absolutely sure we can deliver here before moving forward. Ultimately, we want you to fight the player, not the game, so the updated client is oriented around getting you and your friends into league with minimal friction. We're also building it in a new tech framework and architecture so Riot teams around the world can develop, deliver, and support more client features more effectively. Whew. It's a mouthful. But I like what they're saying. No more X person has been in game for 600 minutes. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's a pretty interesting one. I, again, this is, this is what I care about. This is updating the client. It's not really gameplay, but it's more closely linked to gameplay than the other stuff they talked about a little bit earlier. I mean, sandbox and replays are more linked to gameplay than the client, but no one asked me. But my favorite comment in there is getting you and your friends into league with minimal friction because that's how it should be. Fight the player, not the game. I'm interested in what they do with the client because it is pretty outdated right now. So looking forward to that for sure. Scratching that competitive itch, ooh, baby. We've been working on some improvements to competitive system. Wait, what? Is that... We've been working on some improvements to competitive system that we want to roll out for the 2016 season. Does that even... I don't even think that's... Is that a typo? We've been working on some improvements to... Shouldn't it be like to the competitive system we want to roll out? That is definitely a typo. We've been working on some improvements to competitive system, to a competitive system, to improve the competitive system that we want to roll out for the 2016 season. That is definitely a typo. I'm a genius. Front and center to these changes, however, is getting all of ranked play onto the team builder mode. You'll be able to pick two positions, including Phil, to ensure you're playing in the position you can contribute the most in. Feed will probably not be an option. Sorry. Never a big fan of Team Builder. I just use it when I want to play normals as a new character to guarantee I get my role. I think this will help out in the area of people trolling and champion select. Although, even if it does improve the numbers, it might actually decrease the experience. Because, hear me out, when you go and queue up for a ranked game, you expect your team to be really stupid and to do really stupid and annoying stuff. That's kind of the expectation even in, in Champion Select. With Team Builder, getting trolls and annoying people, even if it happens less frequently, is probably going to be more frustrating when it does happen just because that expectation has been set that everyone else will be taking this seriously. They've queued up for a specific role. They must care. And of course, I'm not going to give the argument of, but they might play a different role, because that's obvious. That's an obvious abuse case that's so obvious it shouldn't even be addressed. But what I will say is that I'm interested to see where this goes, because I think that being scared of change for a game developer is bad. So we'll see what ranked team builders like. It might be great. It, I might be wrong. But I just think that's something to keep in mind, is that, yes, the cases of trolling might go down, but it's going to be that much more frustrating when it does happen. But I, I, don't, I don't really know how to feel about that. We'll see. 
Making League Better with Friends. We're exploring a whole bunch of features to help you connect and play with new and existing friends online, even when your skill levels are pretty different. Keyword, skill levels are pretty different. Key, five word. Whatever. We also know that you can't play with only your friends every game, and in those cases, we'll continue working with you to build a better community. That is important to me because, yes, I'm a competitive player, but it's really hard for me to get people into the game because I either have to make a Smurf account and just stomp the lower-level players, which ruins their gaming experience, or I have to play with my friends on my account, which is pretty much Diamond MMR at this point, and ruin their experience because there's no real way for me to get the best of both worlds. So I'm interested to see what they do. I think that matchmaking with new players is the biggest issue in the new player experience, that and smurfing. Getting them past that first 10 levels or so without dealing with any garbage is, I think, important. Getting on dat content train. They didn't say dat, but I felt it was necessary. Like we mentioned above, where we can sprint, we want to keep you going. Seasonal Seasons of Seasons. That's the actual title. I'm not making that up. We couldn't think of a better title. There you go. Anyway, we want the season start to be an exciting time for game changes, but we're also hoping to follow that up with some meaningful mid-season changes as well. Instead of just focusing on a chaotic preseason, in a few months you'll hear the plan for season 2016, which is the collaborative work of a lot of teams working on League. Um... I'm not a fan of this section. It just seems kind of ambiguous. I don't really know what they mean. Um, I, I can't tell if they're talking about gameplay-wise or if they're talking about, you know, events that are going to come out in the year, but can't really say much here because I don't know what they're talking about. It says instead of just focusing on a chaotic preseason, which sort of makes me think it's about gameplay, but then they don't really... I don't know. Not much I can say here because I don't know what they're talking about, so a little bit of clarity there would have been nice. You know, clarity, that thing that Riot has said 50 million times by now. Clarity. Just saying. Okay, events. We just wrapped up Bilgewater Burning Tide, so it's pretty easy to convey our intent here. Not all events will be this big, but from Bilgewater to Worlds to April Fools, we want to deliver content that keeps League fresh and gives you new ways to engage. Again, this doesn't interest me as much. I I think the events are cool, especially for players who play casually. I don't have anything against events as long as they're not taking away from the main goals. As long as they're dumping the appropriate resources into it and not and not going absurdly overboard. Events, not really my thing, but I think they're cool. I think it's good that we have them. Storytelling. Lore means different things to different players, but we know many of you are looking for a story that has Runeterra actually changing over time. Again, we want to do this more frequently. Events like Bilgewater will help us tap into our potential, and we're experimenting with other ways to bring you story like comics, videos, novellas, and other things not comics or videos or novellas. Did you like the Amumu music video? Yes, I did like the Amumu music video. That was amazing. That was probably the best single piece of content besides Warriors that Riot has ever released. Because, I mean, come on, they collaborated with Imagine Dragons. That's pretty cool. But the Amumu music video was amazing. So well done. It's even on my Spotify playlist. That music video was legit. So yes, I did like it, Riot. But yeah, storytelling is probably the main thing that I care about outside of League besides... Or, I mean, that I care about in League besides gameplay. 
because I think it's interesting. I, I'd like to read novels and stuff. So this does somewhat interest me, not nearly as much as gameplay, but I think that good lore is cool, and I would really like to see some more communication from the lore team because that's something that they have not been good about in the past year, back when the retcon happened and everything went to hell in the lore. I think that was around the Sharima event was when that happened, but yeah, the lore team has some catching up to do because they've kind of dropped the ball recently. Higher quality updates. We're still trying to push the envelope with each new champion we release, and not only are we improving with each skin we put out, but we're exploring other ways for you to customize your league experience in 2016. Again, kind of ambiguous. I don't really know what that means. What's next? From now on, you shouldn't be surprised by our work. You should know what areas we're prioritizing and why we're doing it. This also means we'll be experiencing with different forms of communication and transparency. Communicating more about the bigger picture also means you'll be hearing about stuff before it's fully baked, so expect some details missing and some differences along the way. We'll repeat again, this dev blog isn't about results or new content, it's about resetting our conversation so we can talk and develop iteratively. Thanks for reading this epically long post, we're excited about all the things and we hope you are too. Banksy and Scuttle Chris. Whew. That was long. <laughs> that, that definitely was long. Of course, the top comment is you guys spelled Rito wrong. And then Pwiff responds with, we considered this. Memes aside. Let's be real. Memes can never go aside. Memes are the only thing that matters in our existence. We exist only to pass on memes to others. It, yeah, that's all I can say. I'll hail the Illuminati. So on the whole, I think this is a good thing that Riot is doing. I think that it's important for them to be more transparent because, like the lore team, their whole, as a department, they have kind of dropped the ball on that. So, I'm really looking forward to this, seeing what they have in the works, seeing when they put sandbox mode out. <laughs> uh. So, again, kudos to Riot for putting this together. I think this will yield some good results. It will help for more communication between Riot and the player base, which I think is the most important thing of all, is two-way communication. Not just Riot communicating at us, but Riot communicating with us, if that makes more sense. It, it needs to be on both ends. It needs to be both of us talking to each other, not just Riot telling us what they're going to do. Because we need backlash on sandbox mode. That needs to be a thing. That was definitely a lot to talk about, but I do think that going through that blog, you guys can read it. I'll link it in the description if you guys want to read it for yourselves. It was, uh, I really liked making this episode. I am thinking of experimenting more with this kind of episode, focusing on one topic for a long time, going into it in depth, and really being able to get to the meat of what Riot or someone or anyone is talking about in these types of articles. Again, I'm going to tell you to follow me on Twitter, but this week, we have a special treat for you. Not only am I going to plug my Twitter, I'm going to ask you to give me them five stars, those likes, all those things. Give me your comments. Add me on League. Ponder a sea line. Let's play some games, guys. We got to play them games for them kids. That was a pretty bad impression, but I don't even know what it was an impression of. But, again, follow me on Twitter leave me a like. It really does help me out a ton for you guys to do that. So thank you for listening. I'm Ponderous Sea Lion, signing off.
and I will catch you, as always, on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.